Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here today and every single day that you listen because it means the world to me. I'm proud to have you as a citizen of Insurance Town. If you're a new listener, if this is your first episode you listen to, or maybe the second or third, and you're wondering, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me. Go ahead and leave a review for me. Help me out. Help me help you because uh, I really think you're going to enjoy this episode and a lot of the future ones coming up. And you're going to go back through the backlogged episodes. You're going to be like, holy smokes, this guy's got great guests and they do a great job and they add so much value. Yes, they do. I love being the mayor of Insurance Town. Uh, I love my sponsors as well. You need to check all of them out. They're fantastic with Smart Choice and Canopy Connect and CoverDesk. I can't wait for you to check those out. If you're an independent agent who's struggling to get contracts and appointments with the carriers, maybe because it's those high production requirements, or maybe it's because of those high volume commitments. Well, Smart Choice is the way to go for you because they aren't going to charge you a, a fee to join or a monthly fee to stay in. They only work off commission splits. And listen up, guys, because this is how they're different. They only work off the commission split that they get. You get carriers through them, not any of the other business that you had on the books already or the other carriers that you already have on the books. No, not those, just the ones that you get through Smart Choice. And you can leave just as easily as you came in. It's one of the best contracts out there for networks. They have over 9,000 agents. It's no wonder they're called the fastest growing agency network in the country. They help you navigate those relationships with those carriers because they care about you. They want to see you grow. They want to see the independent channel flourish and grow. Um, they, they negotiate higher commissions and lower production requirements. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Check it out. You're going to be glad that you did. Guys, I also got to tell you about another one of my favorite sponsors uh, and one of my favorite carriers, companies, you know, favorite people uh, because they're just good people. Toga and Robert and the crew over there at Canopy Connect is so awesome. They do a great job helping you to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. And they they also now integrate with so many of the carrier management systems. So not only do you get the deck pages, you can quote it, then it all goes right back into your carrier management system or your agency management system, I mean, and you've got that data. Whether you win or lose, you're winning because you've got that data in your management system. One-click solution. You send them the, the button, they click it, you get the deck pages, you're a winner. They're a winner because you got to quote back to them quicker. The carrier's a winner because you help put business on the books. The uh, realtor or the mortgage broker or the lender or the referral partner that sent you the business, they're a winner because they're happy that they sent you the business uh, because you got it done quick and now their customer's happy with you too. Dude, I, I just sold it for you. I can't do any better. They do a great job. Check it out. Usecanopy.com backslash Heath Sheeran or Heath, sorry. Backslash Heath, get your discount, get your demo, hands down, one of the best decisions you'll make. Today's episode is going to be awesome. Today, we've got Dale Steinke. Dale Steinke works with the Bricks and Clicks program over at Safeco. He's got a really cool title, and uh, I, I don't, I didn't know exactly what it meant, but I want you to hear about it because uh, he does some pretty cool things over there at Safeco. He is the insurance marketing success leader. Or also, he's got the title of Director of Independent Insurance Agency Marketing Programs. So uh, he, he, we're going to talk in this episode about all things marketing and how to get you know lead generation, how to work on your web presence, how to get your social media presence up. It's a great episode. I can't wait for you to check it out. Sit back, relax, and check out this episode with my man, Dale Steinke. Dale Steinke, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic, Heath. Oh, man, that's great. I'm good, man. I'm I'm really good. It's beautiful here. Uh, Weather's getting nice. I love the summertime, so I'm super happy right now. I get to go to the pool this weekend for the first time. It's Memorial Day weekend. Dude, I'm excited. Better days ahead. Yes. Better days ahead. Yes. And, you know, it just just feels good right now. We're kind of opening up again. I'm getting to go see people again. It's just, it's nice. I got to go to the grocery store without a mask. That was kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, so, still, I'm still a little creeped out about that kind of stuff yet, but you yeah, know, no, I'm sure I'll warm up to it eventually again. No, I get it. Uh, I had to run in to grab milk and something. I can't remember. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in and out and see what happens. But um, 
Anyhow, so before we get too deep into the weeds on anything else, let's take a trip down memory lane. Uh, why don't you uh, walk us through, you know, take us back as far as you want to and lead us up to where you are today. Let's see. So uh, I've been here with Liberty Mutual Safeco Insurance for about 11 years. Before that, I actually was in media. I ran a NBC affiliate website here in Seattle. Uh, it was actually started out my career as a newspaper reporter. And so, you know, I kind of bring that to the table with uh, what we do when we try to help our agents grow. You know, we're always looking for ways to help agencies grow their marketing, their sales and their service strategies and tactics. And the way we find out about those is we talk to other independent agents and ask them what they're doing and what they're having success with. And when we find those things, we get permission and then we share it with everybody else to help them grow because we're all about helping 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 independent agents grow and you know championing them at every turn and you know obviously there's been a few of those turns in this uh, past year so uh okay so you, you took me on a quick trip down memory lane so tell me you know how you ended up because i'm fascinated now how you ended up from a newspaper reporter to a website you know for nbc to now safeco talk to me like you got to give me some of that backstory. I, I've though. I've always been sort of a, a sort of a technology geek, and you know, and I um, when I first got into news, I, I thought, wow, this there's this internet thing that I'm hearing about. I think this is this is going to be big, and and this is going way back. I remember talking to a a an associate editor at the Milwaukee Sentinel when I was still in college as a copymaster, saying, hey, there's this thing where people get online, and they read news online, and she said, read news online, that'll never happen. And now we're not only reading news online, but we're buying stuff online. Uh, you know, everything is happening online, it seems. You know, we're living our lives online through social media versus in reality. Uh, so lots of things have changed there. And uh, so I worked for a couple different newspapers. And when the person running the website left, I, you know, I said, hey, I'll do it. And I was the newsroom geek. So they said, sure, you know, we're not serious about the web. And they hired me. So it was great. And, uh, and then got recruited uh, for the, from the NBC to the NBC affiliate. And then I had a friend working at Safeco Insurance who said, hey, they've got this role open for this, this group called Bricks and Clicks. And it's all about digital marketing. And, and it looks like you have a lot of the skills that you know, would, be, would match up with that. And I thought, hmm, hadn't really considered working for insurance like most of us. Uh, and uh, but I did the interview and I thought, wow, this is really cool. And you know, that opportunity to be able to help small businesses grow uh, and thrive uh, really appealed to me. And here I am today. Is that a little more history for you? Yeah, no, no, that's great. No, I appreciate that 100%. So yeah, I just wanted to you know, find out how you got into the industry because I always find that fascinating. As I've done 60 some out of these interviews, a lot of people, you know, accidentally got into it yep. or they fell into it or you know, for me, I'm second generation and I'm married into a second generation. And so I, I can't, I couldn't get away from it. I had to get into insurance. And so, you know, I've tried my hand all over the place in the insurance industry from the carrier side to the agency side to, you know, now podcasting and, and media side of things. So uh, I love this industry as, as I know Safeco Liberty Mutual does as well. And I know you've fallen in love with it as well as we've talked on the phone in the past. And just to hear your passion for our industry coming from outside of our industry, super cool. So did that happen pretty quickly when you came in with bricks and clicks and with Safeco or, you know, was that a gradual thing? Oh, no, it was, it was really immediate. And, and what really appealed to me was when I took the job, they said, look, your job is to help to grow the entire channel, to help grow agencies, no matter what they sell. And that's really powerful to me is that, you know, if I had been offered the job and said, Hey, I want you to go out there and help them sell Safeco or Liberty Mutual business insurance. I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But being able to say I'm helping a small business, actually, you know, 29,000 storefront businesses across the country grow uh, is really an amazing thing. You know, and I think of all, you know, your smart choice agencies, what is it, like 9,000 or so, something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, good good job bringing up a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, 9,000. I know you guys are partners with them as well as other networks, but, you know, to know that uh, you have that partnership with one of, uh, of my sponsors is really cool. But yeah, and that's the that's the thing. When you're talking about, you know, Safeco agents, you're not talking about, you know, large, huge agencies or you're not talking about really small. There's so many different diverse agency mm -hmm. types out there. And so to be able to offer, you know, a time of service that you're doing with Bricks and Clicks, and this goes back, what, you know, early 2010s, you know, 2012. When was Bricks and Clicks started? And things started, have yeah, it started before uh, I came. I came on in 2010, and uh, it had been going for a couple of years. You know, various iterations of it before that. 
um, you know, we've we've evolved quite a bit. You know, we've actually merged with uh, another group called Customers for Life, and really have you know built a more holistic marketing and and sales approach for agencies because you know it's all one thing. You know, your marketing is your marketing. It's there's not a, a digital marketer and a relationship marketer. You know, there's one person doing that and the many other things in the agency. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we, we've evolved a lot, you know, just from that, uh, you know, we're looking forward, you know, how are we going to evolve, you know, talking about all the different twists and turns that happen in the world, you know, we're constantly working on that, um, you know, digital, you know, is really the key, I think, you know, going forward, but you can still have relationships too. It's just a little bit different than people might've, you know, thought of a few years ago. Yeah. And I've noticed, you know, and again, I want to hear your take on this because it, it's fascinating as we've both been through this for a long time. I've been in this 20 years now, but even from 2010 to 2021, the the digital thing looks completely different, you know, especially with, you know, we've got Clubhouse and we've had Facebook for years and we've had, you know, Instagram and Twitter and all the different things, you know, what, what, because when you first started, it was websites and then, you know, it's really evolved. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, back in the day when we would do in-person workshops, you know, really, really missing doing those because it's so much fun, you know, meeting agency partners face to face and having great conversations and learning from them as, as we teach them. Uh, You know, I remember when we first started out, you know, we'd be talking about the digital stuff about websites and, you know, talking about this thing called, you know, search engine optimization, you know, throughout SEO and everybody would be like, what's that? What's this CO thing? Okay. So anyway, so we'd go through that and the people would be like, okay, that's really interesting. I think I understand that and how I can do that. But then social media would happen. And and this was like the the way it would look for anybody not watching this. I'm crossing my arms and leaning way back and, you know, and just like shaking my head back and forth sideways no no that's the way most of the people in the audience would react when we started talking about social and so we 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 played it pretty light for a while and and then all of a sudden like a year later the switch flipped and and people started leaning in and saying hey how do you do this social thing you know i'm hearing this thing is great and that it's got it's really powerful you know tell me what i can do and so that just took off you know and when you think about the pandemic you know that there's been this digital adoption you know, sort of line that's been going up for the last decade. And it's, you know, it's gone up about 10 points. Uh, in the first eight weeks of the pandemic, it went up another 10 points. So 10 years of growth in digital adoption compressed down to eight weeks. And that's not changing. You know, when this thing ends, you know, yeah, you can still go to the grocery store, but there are things that are just way more convenient. You know, like digital banking, for example, is an expectation. Being able to get online and order something and have it dropped on your doorstep the next day or maybe even the same day uh, is an expectation. People take that expectation of those kinds of things and they transfer it to agencies as well. They expect an agency to be able to serve them in the same way. They don't gauge you against another agency. They gauge you against their other digital experiences everywhere else. So well, that's where we come in. We try and help agencies do those things better. Yeah. And, you know, they, like you said earlier, they don't gauge you against your competition. They gauge you against their own expectations of what they want. And I said this about a month or two ago on my show, but I'm a big Jim Gaffigan fan, a comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he has a bit when he's in the drive-thru uh, ordering a burger and he says in the drive-thru, I-, I want a cheeseburger. Where is it? Like he expects it. Like as soon as he orders, <laughs> he wants it in his hand right then and there. And he's like, you know, I have to drive forward. I have to pick Like he has this whole bit and he's a lot funnier than I am. But I just think it's funny that, you know, people want the things they want the way they want it and they want it the way they expect it. And for you to be able to help agents with that, again, understanding that had to take a lot of education on your part to learn Facebook algorithms and learn, you know, Instagram algorithms and learn, you know, all the different things out there. Was that something that you really dove into? Do you have a team that helps you with that? Talk to me. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've got social media certifications. We've got people on the team who've got, you know, Google analytics or Google certifications, you know, so we're, we're all constantly training. We're all constantly looking for new things to learn. We're constantly sharing ideas. uh, And we're, you know, top of the list though is constantly sharing what we're seeing independent agencies doing and having success with. Um, We survey, uh, our fastest growing agencies, uh, in fact, our, we survey a lot of agencies fastest and not, and we compare what they do. And one of the things that we see is that the fastest growing agencies are doing a lot of digital things. They're doing a lot more social media. They have a marketer of some kind in the agency who's actually focused on this stuff. And that's the kind of things that are driving that growth. And those are the kinds of things that we focus on. So it's not just us saying you need to do it. It's us saying, hey, 
this agency down the street is doing this and here's their success relative to yours. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me when I go into agencies and they have a social media team or they have a, a marketing team mm-hmm. that's, that's not just, you know, a marketing team that also sells, but they're strictly focused on the social media. And when I first heard five or six, seven, eight years ago of, you know, someone being a social marketer or a whatever, I thought that's never, I was like the old school guys that would say that's never going to catch on. And now it's like every, you know, company or agency or whatever has a digital marketing staff member. They can't spell insurance, but they know how to market it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't need to know how to sell it. They need to know how to sell the agency. And, you know, it's really about building that agency brand. And, you know, it's not about going on social media and saying, hey, I can save you money on insurance because I can tell you that nobody has ever liked or shared or commented on one of those posts. Oh, God, that's so great. Let me call you right now. Facebook's algorithm buries those posts and that agency is irrelevant. You know, yeah. you know, you're you know, 100% so, right. And what, what bugs me is, you know, and I still see it today and I just want to hide those people on my feed. Mm-hmm. They'll say, hey, we'll give out free quotes every day in our agency. Yeah. <gasps> no way. A free quote? That's amazing. I had no idea I could get a free insurance quote. It's ridiculous that people still think that works. But again, they get buried in the algorithms and they get buried down in the feeds. And, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that we try to help people with. You know, I get it. You know, somebody's new to social media and and not everybody is, you know, at the same level. And, you know, we have to work from that and then help build understanding to where it actually does provide value. And really where, you know, we say pretty much 90, 10, 90% not about insurance, 10% about it. And, And if you are doing about insurance, you know, you're really going to do it light. You know, it's more about talking about the agency and what they're doing in the community and, and the totally value insane. that you're providing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's, you know, I, some of the great posts, you know, hey, so Father's Day is coming up. Um, I, I've seen, you know, great posts from people who say, here's what I learned from my dad about business and or, you know, some other life lesson that I learned. Those are the best posts. It's not about selling insurance, but maybe the agency is the one that's posting those. People know your brand. They know what you do for a living. And then when they do need insurance, they're more likely to come to you because they didn't feel like they were sold. They felt like they were making a connection with you. hundred percent. And that's, you know, one of the things that I wanted to get, get into you with a little bit. I'm glad you brought up those kind of posts because I think right now, and I'm sure that you can get into this a little bit with what Safeco is doing is uh, I think it's super crucial. If you're listening to this show, you've heard me say it a thousand times, organic posts are so much more effective than canned posts uh, from a, a, no offense to Safeco, but if Safeco were to put out a post and say, okay, tag, put your logo on it, send this out. It's not going to get near the reach that an organic post is going to get. It's true. It's totally true. I mean, we have a we actually have a great tool called Social Share, which which has social content in it, you know. But the primary focus of that content is to help the agency build their brand, and and I I look at it as a, a crawl, walk, run kind of exercise. You know, you've got that agency that's new to social media that's been posting those posts about, hey, I can give you a free insurance quote. They use that stuff instead to crawl, right? They just post that, and then to walk, they look at it and go, hmm you know, I, here's a tip that you can make this more local and personal. And then run as they look at that and say, hey, that's great, but I have my own idea and I'm going to go do that. I, I'd be happy all day long if agencies started out and then graduated out of it and did their own thing. And sure, we offer some Safeco and Liberty Mutual Business Insurance posts too, but it's we don't lead with that. And we don't expect agencies to use that uh, unless they really want to. And, and again, that should be part of the mix, a small part of the mix, but not, not the predominant part of what they're posting online because they're just not going to see the interaction. And so what it sounds like to me is you're wanting them, and I want you to talk about this a minute, uh, is to lead with their brand. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, independent agencies are the ones who own that relationship with the customer. And if you can build a stronger relationship with your customer, you know, we, we know this for a fact. If you have strong customer relationships, they retain better. So you've got less people leaking out the back end after you've sold them at the beginning. And those people, if they are more loyal to you, they actually refer at a much higher level than the average customer who never hears from you except when they get their renewal. And it's, it's that kind of thing that helps build a, a great uh, customer life cycle. You know, I've attracted the customer. I've sold the customer. I've now you know, built a relationship with them and maybe I've cross-sold them. And then I've turned them into brand advocates. And then they are in turn, referring more customers to you back at the beginning of that cycle. And it just keeps going over and over and over again. 
those are the agencies that grow really quickly. Yeah. And, and one of the things I appreciate about Safeco as, as a former uh, agency, you know, or a principal or a producer is you guys did just verbal vomit Safeco every time you spoke at one of these events or one of these things. And I think that's crucial in, in the success of Bricks and Clicks and what you guys are doing on the marketing side, because I see too many, not only agencies, but carriers that just want to verbal vomit their own thing, you know, or their own brand. So I'd be interested to hear you talk on that a little bit. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, certainly we, we love it when agencies sell our stuff. Great. But, you know, we really want to be the undisputed leader uh, in enabling independent agency growth. You know, our success is based on your success as an agency. Now, if the independent agent channel grows, we're going to grow with it too. You know, our slice of the, you know, the pie is going to get bigger, the bigger these independent agencies get, and our piece will get bigger as well. And, you know, maybe, you know, because we're providing value and helping you grow your entire business, you know, when it's a tie, you know, we might win a little bit more of that. Uh, but it's really immaterial. It's, you know, the key is really to help these agencies grow, uh, you know, no matter what it is they do, because uh, if they have that, you know, that success, they can reinvest that back in their agencies and continue to grow even more. Yeah, no, you're right. And so if I were to pull back the curtain a little bit in, in your department, I'm guessing you're the department head there. And uh, if I were to pull back the curtain, what, what does your team look like? What kind of, you know, staff people do you have? What kind of things can you do for agencies? You know, walk me through a little bit of, uh, of what Safeco and Liberty Mutual can do from that, you know, pulled back curtain view. Sure. Uh, we have a team of people that actually very tenured. Uh, you know, we have some former territory managers who have had people with insurance background, people not with insurance background, but with digital background or other marketing. Uh, and, you know, together, um, what we're trying to do is help agencies, you know, with, with training tools, services, advice. You know, we have a whole stable of vendors. Uh, one of the big things, you know, we try to do is understand what the real need is and, and direct you towards the specific things that are going to help you um, fill in those gaps. Uh, and we're really trying to figure out how do we bring agencies along from that sort of entry level to that really super all dialed in agent for the future. And that's another thing to look at too, is agentforthefuture.com is an initiative uh, put together by Safeco and, and Liberty Mutual that talks about what you know, that agent of the future looks like. And really digital first is is a core component of it. So if you really want to get an idea of what we're trying to help agencies do, look at that because we're pretty much trying to be the implementation arm of so much of what Agent for the Future talks about. What is that? What are some of those things that, let's go back into, you know, if you've got, say, analysis tools you guys use, what, what kind of tools are those? What does that look like? And how can an agent, you know, optimize that better in their agency for, from Safeco? Sure. Uh, I'll give you one example of a tool that, that we have. It's called Search Score. And what that does is it helps assess how well an agency is performing from a digital marketing perspective. You know, we look at, do you show up on page one for various personal and business lines, you know, search terms? Uh, do you have online reviews? People make decisions based on reviews. It is it is totally helpful to your business if you've got positive reviews and pretty darn detrimental if you can't manage that and if you've got a lot of negative reviews. Uh, we look at, you know, do you have a blog? Are you talking about things that are going to improve your search engine optimization, that SEO? Do you have pages for everything you sell? You know, that's actually one of my favorite conversations is with business lines agencies and talking about the niche lines that they have. Show me what your expertise is on this particular line that you're going after. And if you can do that online, you're going to attract more customers. Uh, we also look at two, you know, simple things too is, do you have your phone number on the page? Ever been on a website and you cannot find a phone number? I mean, I've looked at you. I think you're great. I want to do business with you, Heath, but I cannot figure out a way to call you because I'm not filling out that form. You know, things like that um, are tiny misses, but they can have a major impact on your business opportunity. Uh, so we've got things like that that help them figure out that, um, you know, we also, you know, we have a lot of conversations where we'll dig into it with an agency and then follow up with them and make sure that, you know, here's where we see the gaps. Um, here's the things that we can help solve for that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming here and you know what that means, but when, <laughs> when you're working with agencies, whether they've been around for 50 years or let's say they're a startup agency that doesn't know the first thing about, you know, where to go, where to start, how to do it. Uh, do you have specific marketing tools for those people as well? 
Yeah, I mean, all of our tools, you know, help a range of agencies, you know, and uh, one of the things that, um, you know, in the onboarding, you know, is we're trying to focus on things, you know, do you have that digital presence, you know, and so we're going to look at that and say, you know, a lot of these startup agencies actually do pretty well on the digital front. You know, finding out a lot of these scratch agencies coming in, you know, they've got a background. Um, they're more used to this space than maybe some of the more established ones. Um, and in fact, you know, sometimes we find that we're giving them more advanced advice than we are to some of these longer term agencies. And it, it runs the gamut, though. Uh, you know, a lot of it might be there's a training component that they're missing. You know, we've got agencies that talk about, hey, I want to do paid search. How do I do that? Hey, I've got some resources that I'll tell you how to manage that. In fact, I even have some vendors that can help you do that as well. For example. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, you know, you're right. You know, there are a lot of the older guys, the old school agencies that have been around a while, maybe they're a little, you know, less apt to join in on the social media fund or the, you know, SEO optimizations and some of those things. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and corrected me on that. Cause that was good. Um, so, you know, go ahead. You're about to say something. You no, know, I just, it's, it's, um, you know, talking about assumptions, right. You know, it's like, I was kind of surprised by some of that myself and, uh, you know, I think the one thing to know about these more established agencies, though, is they tend to have more resources that they can make a change when they come around to it. And, you know, so we're constantly, you know, on that refrain of like, look, you need to be digital first. Here's how things have changed. You know, you'll hear it from the top all the way down talking about how the world has evolved and how you need to be doing more self-service, how you need to be connecting virtually with your customers. You know, we uh, you know like to see video. We love to see video proposals. You know, it's it's funny. It's like video proposals, for example, have been around for several years, but do the pan, you know cue the pandemic, and wow, all of a sudden everybody wants to know how to do video proposals, and then lo and behold, they find out that hey, the close ratio on that is way above those ones when I'm sending out a PDF and an email, and I never hear back from the person, or you know, I call them and try and do phone tag with them, and and then they have to talk to their significant other, and then it's just they're selling it for me. And that is not a good outcome generally. Uh, and uh, you know, while that video proposal though, it's actually an interesting story, had a, uh, an agency who's actually uh, an agent for the future, a, a, a recognized agent for the future uh, through agentforthefuture.com. Uh, he does, uh, James Castell, he's up in Squim, Washington. It's up near the coast. And he uh, uses a, a tool to do video proposals and he can see uh, when the person opens it. And, and then what you do then is that you say, hey, hey, Heath, I saw you open, uh, you know, open a proposal or, or you could be more subtle about it. It's like, hey, Heath, you know, I sent you the video proposal. Did you get a chance to look at it? And like, oh yeah, I did. Anyway, he looks and this guy's opened it 15 times. He's like, he must have some questions, right? So he calls the guy up and the guy says, yeah, no, it was great. And the guy's in like in his seventies. And, uh, Guy says, "Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I really, you know, I like proposal and all that stuff." And he goes, "Well, I see you've opened it a bunch of times. You have some questions." He goes, "No, that, that wasn't me. I liked it so much, I forwarded it to my friends to show them that look at this cool thing that this agent did for you know for me." And then he ended up getting some of those people as customers. And that is never going to happen with a PDF of a deck, you know, sheet sent to somebody via email. No, you're you're 100 correct, and I think that. You're right. That has been a huge uh, uptick in the, the video proposal thing since the pandemic. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people just have, a, you know, that uh, trepidation about just getting in front of the camera and they feel like they're going to say something dumb or they're going to stutter or they're going to whatever. But the beautiful thing is you can edit those. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's beautiful things around that. But I guess where I'm leading with this question would be in your, whether it's digital or in-person training, or online classes, do you offer courses on certain things like that, like video proposals or whatever the newest thing may be? Yeah, I mean, we're always offering new training. Uh, you know, so, you know, video proposals, you know, we do have things about that. Um, we have agencies, talk agents talking about their experience with video proposals. You know, again, not us telling you. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, having you know, your you know fellow agents talk about it, and of course, you know, I'm hoping that you're going to edit out all my gaffes through this thing as well, too. Oh, of course, I have to edit mine out too, so it's all good. <laughs> um, but that's the beauty. I think it makes you more relatable as a as a human being, whether you're a CSR, an agent, a principal, mm-hmm. or you know, marketing guy at a big for, a big company. If you mess up, like I just did, you're going to end up, you know, being more relatable to that guy on the other end watching the video. So if you're listening to this, if you hear anything from me on this, don't worry about those things. If you 
if you have a mess up, let it roll. Oh, totally. You know, I, I, I was trying to record some video a while back and uh, I don't know how many takes I did. And I'm, right later, I'm like, I should just do some jump cut edits and call it good. Nobody would notice. Uh, but, you know, trying to do like two and a half minute monologue, ooh, it's brutal. And, you know, in reality, you know, there are, you know, if people want to do business with people, mm -hmm. people want to do business with people there. I don't know if I said that right that time or not, but um, there's a certain segment of people that just want to go online and buy their insurance. Right. They're going to go to the directs and they're going to be done. That's not your customer. You know, the customer is the one that is down the street or somebody who's looking for a relationship, business relationship. That video is, a, is an immediate connection. I've heard so many stories about people who will say, hey, I saw you in this video. And they talk to the person as if they already know them. You know, they feel like they've made a connection. They feel like they're, they're, there's a relationship there. Much more powerful than text. And frankly, I think one of the things that James says, too, is that it's actually quicker for him to record the video than it is to type out the message and send it to somebody. So he wins in both fronts then, saves himself time, and he's creating a more uh, relatable connection that's going to close more business for him. And apparently gets spread amongst 15 of his closest friends. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is, that's really cool. I haven't heard that story, but you know, stories yeah. sell. So if you haven't started yeah. doing video proposals, listen to Dale here mm -hmm. and he's giving you the keys to the kingdom there. Just, you know, open up, you know, do a video. It doesn't take long. And there's so much software out there to do it or hardware, whatever you want to mm -hmm. do to be able to do that. Or, I know when I was an agent before a lot of this came out, I would record on my iPhone and sure. you know upload it into an email and roll. And there's ways you could do it so easily. And again, um, and we're going to get into niches here in a minute. That's another way you can develop out your niche and your authority is by video. But you're about to say something. And here I am cutting you off. Sorry, Dale. No, it's like it, 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 you're. It's perfect. I love what you're saying. You know, and, and if you want to dip your toe into it too, even just doing a video that says, "Hey, I'm working on your proposal now." I'm going to get back to you soon. You know, really appreciate you reaching out to me. Even that, you know, is a great way to dip your toe into it without having to do the full proposal. But, you know, heck, record yourself next time you're on the phone with them and just see what it looks like. Uh, you know, and that may be, you know, your template for the next time you do a proposal. No, you're exactly right. And, and I think that that is so huge, especially, you know, with the way our society is. And we can't necessarily get in front of people right now. And we can't be everywhere at one time. Now there's a way that we can. And it's just simply by you know, utilizing the technology we have, whether it's video, whether it's text message, whatever that may be. Um, you know, you had mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, you talked about, you brought up the word niches and that's you know, obviously, that's a passion of mine. And that's something that I, I care deeply about. Tell me how you guys, whether it's, you know, Safeco, whether it's Liberty Mutual, whether it's Dale Steinke, uh, how are you helping people develop those niches? You know, we, uh, a lot of our training is focused on that. You know, it's, it, there's an SEO play to that. There's, there's paid search, there's social, you know, we, we talk about, you know, on, from the social standpoint, you know, Facebook's probably not the best place to be doing a lot of that stuff, but LinkedIn is an awesome tool uh, for reaching the right customers. Uh, and uh, you know, so we want to see people, I mentioned the blog before too, is like, you know, if you're, if you've got a niche, write about it, show your passion about it. You know, I, I hear a lot of times, you know, agents who were used to work in restaurants or, or the ones who like craft breweries, cause who doesn't like beer? You know, that's, there's always somebody there who's like, yes, that's the, that's my niche. Um, you know, or, you know, you name it, you know, maybe they were in construction, maybe they, you know, were a contractor at some point or landscaping, you know, any of those things, you can share stuff that is going to reach that audience. And yeah. you know, I'll say one more thing on that too, yeah, please. You know, is that yeah, please. people, people start that research online. You know, yes, I, I don't care what business lines thing it is. I've heard up the stuff that, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars policies where, they discovered the agency online because that agency was good at it. And, and that particular one was a, as a farm based um, business and it's, you know, they started doing the research online. You know, if I'm spending, if I'm spending $25,000 on something, you can bet that I'm going to go online first and at least do a cursory search to see, you know, something about that particular product. And insurance is no different. They may close the deal with you in person or via a video proposal or a video chat, but they want to at least find somebody who has some sense of, you know, what it is that that they're about to ensure that you have some level of expertise about it. Hey guys, sorry, not sorry. Had to interrupt you a little bit because I had to talk to you about my good friends over at Cover Desk. I'm so proud that they are a sponsor of this show. The Cover Desk model is a win-win to help you grow your business. 
With their highly skilled team of virtual assistants, you immediately eliminate the burden of administrative tasks and lower your overhead costs without sacrificing customer support. The clients get the help they need when they need it. Their virtual assistants are fully dedicated to you, the agency, supporting your business, your clients, your growth, providing the service your clients deserve. This allows you to focus on building the agency and cultivating the business. CoverDesk virtual assistants can handle these tasks, you know, saving you significant time because they've been through specific insurance training Andy puts on so they know how to speak our language. This, like I said earlier, is a win-win, a win-win situation and a win-win for your agency. Go to CoverDesk.com or email hello at CoverDesk.com to learn more information and get a demo. Let's get back to the show. No, you're right. And that's that's definitely a way that you, as a as an agent, listen to this, uh, can build that authority or even a carrier rep or a claims guy even, you know, by, you could do, uh, go back to video, put out some, some YouTube videos or put out some, you know, Facebook posts, LinkedIn mm-hmm. posts. If you want to get into restaurants, you brought up restaurants, put out some videos about restaurants, not necessarily insurance, leave insurance out of it, but talk about, you know, something in, in particular that relates to that industry, put that out on a weekly or semi-weekly, whatever it is, in a regular basis, you're going to build that authority where you look like the expert in that, and that's going to help you build that authority. Oh, totally. And, you know, I also like to think, too, is, you know, there's not only just talking about in general, but think about things that are happening in the world. You know, bring it back to my news background. You know, when somebody talks about something, say, like, there's an earthquake or there's a hurricane or there's some other natural disaster or there's something that is is uh, has something to do with that industry you're in, there's like some major calamity that happened, whatever, uh, something that's insurance related. If you talk about that, uh, you're going to get a lot more interest than you would if it was just any other time of the year. I remember talking once with an agent about earthquakes, for example, and he did paid search right after that and was getting quotes from all over the place. Now, when there was no earthquake, he tried it again and just got no interaction at all because this wasn't top of mind. But it's always a great opportunity to jump on those things as quickly as you can. No, you're exactly right. And you know, there's a guy that become a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Green, who's got, it's called the Flood Guru, and he'll go around all over the country after a flood or after, you know, something happens. Mm-hmm. He just makes five minute videos on it. He's developed a huge authority in that area. Another buddy of mine over in California, when the wildfires were going on, would post content about the wildfires in preparation mm-hmm. for that. Here yep. in the South, we get a lot of hurt, we get a lot of hurricanes and tornadoes. You do some stuff on that. Uh, there's ways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And the hurricanes thing, you know, as I've seen um, agencies that, you know, they do a good job of, you know, the pre, during and post. And a lot of times we use marketing automation to do that. Uh, And what ends up happening is those customers end up telling their friends, hey, you know, my agent said do this. And they're like, well, my agent didn't contact me. My agent didn't tell me anything, you know, a darn captive agent, you know. And so all of a sudden, you know, they're getting that those friends business too. You know, so you, that's how you differentiate yourself from the competitors is by being caring, by providing value and, you know, insightful information that's actually useful, not just, Hey, I can give you a free insurance quote. Sure. No, you're exactly right. And there was a large, you know, tornado that came through uh, Northeast Arkansas not too long ago. And there was agents that were, you know, reaching out and, uh, and putting on social, you know, here's contact information for all your carriers in the claims department. Just something that simple, mm-hmm. you know, can help you in so many ways. Or there was some that were ahead of it and sent out a text message to all their agents using their mm-hmm. management system to say, mm-hmm you know, get to a safe place, do this, get ready, it's coming. And just little things like that's going to help you in so many ways to build that authority. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's the text message thing is great. You know, that's, that is so on the ball. Uh, You know, it doesn't do as much, you know, just think about, you know, if any of those people were in the path, you know, heaven forbid, you know, the, those tornadoes, you know, to get that warning ahead of time, guess who's going to be super thankful to that agent for like ever, no, you're exactly right. And then, you know, another way, you know, and I may get some flack for this, but this is something that I care about and something that I see that it works on me anyway. But after, let's say, like you said, post, let's say after a, a large, let's say a hurricane or a, a tornado, tornado is what I'm used to. You see that complete devastation. One of the things I love about being an independent agent or being in this world, in this industry is we can get out there and help clean up. 
We can get out there and provide waters. We can get out there and mm-hmm. get our, our hands dirty and help our community. Videotape some of that. You know, talk about that. Put that out there and show, not to brag on you for being awesome, but show your team out there. You know, videotape your CSR yep. rolling up their sleeves and picking up trash, delivering waters to a local charity. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that really goes a long way. Oh, totally. And 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 you can do it in a way that's not self-aggrandizing. It's here's what we're doing to support the community and here's how you can support it too. You know, I always think, you know, adding that piece on there is just so important. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we just want you to know that we're out there and that you can help as well. Um, you know, we're all pulling for you. Those are really important things. You know, if you're part of a community, show you're a part of a community. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think, again, like you said, you could do it in a way, and this goes back to other social media posts to be, you know, uh, show your team, like I said earlier, and maybe do a post every so often about your team. You know, if you've got a, a staff of 10 employees, maybe every, every month you show a different employee, hey, this is Dale Steinke. He works in our blank department this is what he does and maybe have an interview with that person saying hey i love long walks on the beach and craft beer and my favorite restaurant is olive garden or whatever the heck it might be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's ways you can show off your team on a social post it's not about insurance at all sure but it's a way of highlighting other things besides insurance yeah and and you know and safeco and, and liberty mutual business insurance you know we do um, have make more happen awards and the change agents it's a, a site called agentgiving.com uh, and give out a lot, a lot of money to support local charities. It's like, you know, over, over 2.3 million so far. And, you know, we're helping agencies support their local nonprofits. And, you know, going back to the beginning when I was talking about helping agencies grow their entire business and, you know, and helping these, these, all these storefronts across the country. One of the, the most gratifying things to me is knowing that we are helping agencies really think about giving back to their communities and helping them do it better. And then, you know, also being able to financially support that. That's one of the most gratifying things to me. No, you're right. And I want agents to hear you say that again. So I'm going to have you rewind and repeat. Uh, let's rinse and repeat that because that's something that is, has got to be something that maybe agents don't realize or know about, but talk about this charitable matching and charitable giving and, and some of how they can get a hold of that. And maybe tell, you know, if you've got a quick story or something on that, because I think that's huge to not only give back to your community, and not only, you know, you can get some business out of it as well, sidebar, but it's such a big thing for to give back as part of being an independent agent. That's what we're here for, our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's I think those are some of the most powerful stories. You know, if, you know, you are a local agency, you're giving back to your community, you know, from a consumer standpoint, people want to do business with businesses that give back to their community, you know, especially important with millennials. And I'll just do a little sort of sidebar here. Millennials, you know, Hey, some of the oldest millennials are turning into grandparents now. So, you know, it's not like they're that, you know, that, that shiftless group over there, they're buying homes and cars and have businesses, um, super important group. You know, they're much more socially active. Uh, and I mean, not social media, but social causes. And, you know, so the more you can demonstrate that, the better, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I've talked with agencies about, you know, one that, that collected clothes for veterans. You know, there's there's a million of them that do food banks. There's just, you know, there's um, with uh, change agents, you know, it may be a cause, you know, about animal welfare, you know, one month and the next month it may be, you know, something completely different, you know, a health related thing. You know, those things are all, um, you know, make a difference. And, uh, you know, it just, it's super gratifying to see agencies doing that. So, if I'm XYZ agency in XYZ state, uh, it doesn't matter what charity I'm into. You guys will will match any charity. Do you have a list of charities that you work with? How does that work? Yeah, there's a there's there's criteria. If you go to agentgiving.com, it explains that a little bit more. I would you know encourage you know agencies that are appointed with us to talk with their territory manager about it. Uh, you know, it's it's um, you know highly competitive. We get a lot of agencies applying for it, and uh, but you know if you don't. If you don't get an award the first time, you know, there's always another opportunity, you know, right around the corner. Uh, so really encourage agencies to take advantage of that. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's huge. I, I thank you and I thank Liberty Mutual and Safeco for, for doing that and providing that opportunity for agents. So from, from the mayor, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Mayor. So, you know, while we're on that for a minute, you know, uh, we hear, you know, we see Liberty Mutual, we see Safeco, more Liberty Mutual than anything. We see, the Limu Emu and we see the silly commercials, you know, and we see some of that, 
but we don't necessarily see, you know, uh, like you said, some of that charitable giving. We don't necessarily hear about or see the customers for life, the bricks for clicks, the agents of the future. Um, and, I, and I wonder, you know, Tyler Asher, you, you know, your CEO, is he is he as much of an independent agency champ? Is he as much of a, a lover of our industry as you are, as I am? Uh, talk to me about that. Oh, man. You know, Tyler is awesome. I mean, anytime you hear him speak, you're going to hear him say the same things. You know, we are here to be the, you know, undisputed independent agent champion. We are here to help agencies be digital first. We're here to help you, you know, be a part of your community. All the things we've talked about, I've heard come straight out of Tyler's mouth many times. Uh, Yes, totally on board, totally bought in. That's got to make the culture from the top down so much more fun to work there. So, uh, and, and and the the Liberty Mutual and the Safeco reps that I know in my town and I've gotten to know across the country from doing this show, they all love and bleed Liberty Mutual or they bleed Safeco. And you've got some longtime tenured employees there. That's got to come from the top. All oh, the totally, way totally, yeah. And you know, and and I would say just you know, looking at different. Um, you know, agent surveys across the industry, you know, our territory managers, you know, are ranked at the top and, you know, for good reason, because, you know, you know, my team may be focused on the entire agency. They're focused on the entire agency as well at the end of the day. And that bleeds through to the agents when, when they work with Safeco, they work with Liberty Mutual. They know that, you know, they're getting to work with people who are partners with them, who are running alongside them. And as, you know, uh, someone that you know, holds a, a seat over there in the, probably the ivory towers or whatever, what does that, that, that word partnership mean to you guys when it comes to working with agents? Let's give a little plug for that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we can't do it without you. And, you know, we, we are here to help you grow no matter, again, whatever it is you sell. And uh, we really encourage you to take advantage of all the things we have to offer. You know, that's what we're here for. And we're constantly trying to evolve and improve to, you know, make that relationship stronger and to provide you the tools and advice that are going to, you know, help you continue to be that relevant agent in the future. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I know the agents listening do. And uh, I, I think that that is just absolutely, uh, I, I think it's paramount in our industry that we have that relationship and that partnership with whatever the carrier may be. And I know you guys know that you're not the only carrier out there. And you guys know, we talked about that earlier. I love that you don't verbal vomit your brand all over, you know, your agents that you work with. Because, you know, I was there. I was in that seat. And I had the rep come in several times that would say, you know, it's not a fit for us. But you might check this company out. Or And they were always open to referring to other carriers. Because, again, you can't write everything. And we may not want to. You know, they, you know the, the reality, too, is that, you know, we may not be competitive at a certain point in time for whatever reason, but it'll it'll come around. And, you know, again, if the channel's strong, we're all stronger for it. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's awesome. So in the uh, you're in the, you know, in the marketing department, what what's next on the horizon? Do you have anything, you know, you could, you know, pull the curtain back, maybe share a little, you know, something, maybe, you know, what do you see in the future for what's going on with Safeco and Liberty? You know, I there's just, you know, that's kind of hard, you know, some things are still in development, but, you know, I would say just in general, you're going to see that you're going to hear more about digital, even than you're hearing today, uh, you know, and how we can enable that, uh, you know, it's just, we have to be helping, you know, agencies with that and we have to get agencies on board with it. And, you know, we're going to bring, we're going to bring you all along. There you go. And, uh, help you grow. And so is there anything that we haven't discussed yet when it comes to bricks for clicks, customers for life, any of the platforms we've talked about, is there anything I haven't touched on or we haven't gotten into? Yeah. I don't know. Have you got a couple hours? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, I mean, there's just a ton of things that are happening. Uh, there's a, you know, I would just say that, you know, if you have questions about, you know, you're thinking about your marketing and, and where to take it next, how to improve, whether you're starting at the beginning or you're advanced and you want some more help, you know, reach out to our team, reach out to your territory manager, you know, go visit our portals, go look at what's there. You know, there's, there's something there for you. I guarantee you that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so i got a couple more things that I want to get into before we wrap up. Okay. And i got to start here because I don't understand it. So I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching my TV with the kids. And I see this commercial come out with the, you know, the Statue of Liberty behind it. And I see a guy selling wet teddy bears. What in the world is that all about? I've never even heard of that. I have no clue. I think it's you just know what I'm talking you know, about? absurdity. I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, it's it's absurdity, you know, and I think, okay. you know, it's, it's um, 
advertising is a crazy world and uh you know how you rise above and above the you know above the noise uh, is an evolving science uh and uh, there are some winners and there are some misses now if you're talking about it it's probably a win no it's definitely absurd for sure the other ones i understood and my favorite one and everybody's got their favorite, I'm sure, is the Liberty Biberty and the guy that's the actor and he keeps messing up. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's hilarious to me. Um, and the cell phone guy that's out there, he has to dive into a bath of rice. Mm-hmm. Y'all got some really funny stuff. Um, the Limu Emu's a trip. But, uh, okay, so I had to get silly for a minute. But I, I do want to get into something here that the audience doesn't know about, I guarantee, and I want them to. You're leaving this week to go on a long bike ride and we're not talking 28 miles or 30 miles. How far are you riding? Tell me about this. So 28 or 30 is a morning ride for me. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving uh, to bike from Seattle to Boston uh, across the Northern United States, Uh, self-supported carrying all my own gear. Um, I actually just, I posted a video up on my site uh, and, and packed it all and realized it's over 50 pounds of gear. So I'm going to be doing some cutting uh, tonight and tomorrow to bring that weight down a little bit. But uh, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I, I uh, Ever since I was a kid, I actually liked cycling. And at some point I thought, well, I wonder how far I could go. And uh, I had planned actually to go last year. Uh, but, you know, there were some things that came up that kind of made it a little <laughs> difficult to do that. And, and actually, I had planned to visit agencies along the way and talk about their marketing journey as I was doing my marketing journey or my journey across the country. Um, you know, and, and things are still, you know, sort of opening up right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pause on that, but just do the ride. And, you know, I think it's my training ride for when I do the ride someday, meeting agencies along the way. That's how many miles is that? Is that 3,000? Uh, it's more than 3,500. It could be close to 4,000 by the time I'm done. And uh, it's going to take me about two months. Holy cannoli. Uh, that's a long time. Um, are you having anybody ride along with you? Are you by yourself? Or that's a um, long time to be away from your family too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be by myself. Uh, I'm going to meet my family about halfway through. And uh, and then hopefully see them at the finish as well. And and uh, yeah, so now. Are we going to see sure. you? Are we going to see you looking like Forrest Gump with the long hair and the beard? Or <laughs> done? Uh, I I'm actually bringing that. a razor with me, and I just got a haircut, so I think it'll last me a little while. Yeah, uh, so I should be should be okay. Probably not Forrest Gump, but I, I wanted to see that so bad. Um, <laughs> that is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, just I would love to see you uh, interview you at the end of this with the big long beard and. You know, the hair and the whole thing. I think it'd be great. I'll have to get a wig and, uh, you know, beer or something like that. Make that work. So, okay. So you've been a fan of cycling, you know, since you were a kid. Uh, when did this whole idea, you know, in the last four or five years, or when did this idea come about for you? I've been serious. I've been thinking about it probably for the last decade. And uh, about three years, or actually four years ago now, I rode with some friends across Washington State. And they were they were biking across the country. And, and I did the across the state in six days. And I'm like, hey, that wasn't hard, or at least as hard as I thought it would be. And I actually felt pretty good at the end. I thought, hey, if I can go six days, maybe I can make this cross-country thing work. And I'm about to find out. Wow, six days and 60 days is two different ballgames. But... It's, it's only 10 times more. <laughs> hey, that's Grant Cardone's whole thing, 10x everything <laughs> you do. So that's pretty incredible. Now, does your your wife and kids? They think your fam- your family. They think you're crazy. No, no. Um, you know, Dory and Alex. You know, they they know I've I've really been into cycling for a long time. Um, I've done lots of you know longer trips and meet them along the way. Uh, you know, on multi day trips. So this is not too surprising to them. You know, I think everybody's going to be adjusting to it once it starts, though. And like, is this really happening? Yeah, are you. Uh, I know you're trying to lighten the load, so I'm guessing you're not taking a GoPro with you. You know what? We talked last time. You're giving me grief about it. I threw one in the bag. Yes. So you've, yeah. You, you've added an extra half pound to my, my hey, luggage there. So thanks a lot. Be, it'll be good for you. You'll come back <laughs> ripped because of that half pound. Um, okay. So, you know, I mentioned it. Actually, I'm not, but I know there's listeners out there that are avid bike riders and that are average, uh, avid cyclers. See, I'm messing up too, guys. Tell, tell <laughs> What kind of bike do you have? What kind of gear are you taking? Can you, can you drop anything like that? Sure. I mean, I'm actually riding a, um, it's a salsa journeyman. It's a single speed in the front and 11, 11 speed bike essentially. And, uh, that's one less thing to go wrong and break on the bike. Uh, and it's, uh, I'm carrying a tent and, you know, all the sleeping gear. I've got all my cycling gear, gear for when I'm in camp, 
I've got a bunch of food and mostly the food stuff is things like dried vegetables. Cause you know, finding fresh vegetables on the, on the road sometime can be tough. Um, and a lot of spices and, you know, big bag of salt. Cause I'm going to be like losing a lot of sodium as I'm riding and, uh, you know, oatmeal, things like that. Um, I've got, uh, got a can of bear spray, you know, cause that's kind of important going through the, uh, the mountains. And, uh, so that, that'll be a little peace of mind, a 14 ounce peace of mind, but peace of mind nonetheless, and uh, lots of water containers too, you know, cause there's long stretches where there's no, no drinkable yeah. water. So you won't be driving through any McDonald's or Burger Kings along the way. Oh man. You know, that's the one thing about riding like this, you know, I'm going to be burning conservatively two to 3000 extra calories a day. So I can eat all the foods, you know, yeah. there's going to be gas station food. There's going to be fast food. There's going to be sit down restaurants. There's going to be grocery stores. It's going to be everything. I'm just going to, whatever it is, I'm going to eat it. There you go. So so we we might be seeing a uh, a Safeco guy riding down the road in some. Are you gonna have some Safeco spandex? Are you gonna have some uh, some gear that Safeco on it or Liberty Mutual? Nope, this is on my own thing. <laughs> I don't have any, any branded. I'm not. I'm not not rocking any merch. You know, I just uh, you know want to make sure that you know if it's one more thing to carry, I'm gonna be like, eh, I don't know about that. I didn't know if Tyler tried to get you to put a Limu Emu hat on uh, or, a, you know, the head while you're riding just to get a little marketing out there. Yeah, I'd kind of like to see where <laughs> I'm going. But, yeah, I, I like the thought. I like the thought. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm just teasing. No, I, I really I, That, to me, is is huge. And I think that, uh, you know, it's indicative of that type of person you are. It takes a lot of grind, a lot of grit, a lot of, you know, hustle to be able to 3,000 miles across the northern part of the country. That's huge. Yeah. Tell me it's huge when I'm done. <laughs> right? Dude, I think it gives you a whole different credibility when you're talking to agents and they can't ever come to you and bitch and moan about hard work. Cause you well, just- I'll tell you, that's one of the things I'm thinking about on the trip is just, you know, what are the parallels? What, yeah. are, the, what are the things I can draw from this? You know, and, and one of the things, you know, from talking with my boss is like, hey, spend some time thinking big. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I based on my calculations, I've got about 340 hours in the saddle. So, uh, ahead of me. So that should give me some time to think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You could definitely write a book when you get back for certain. <laughs> I, I really think that'd be a cool, I, I'd be a cool read. I'd read it. Uh, man, that's awesome. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. Uh, I want to be, you know, uh, mindful of your time and mine. Uh, we're coming up on an hour. Um, is there, you know, again, any other, any other things you want to talk about, whether it's bike riding, whether it's marketing, anything like that you want to jump into for a minute before we sign off? You know, um, I guess I'll close with this. You know, really, you know, the world's changed. It's continuing to change. You know, we're here to help figure out what that next change is and how to address it. Uh, you know, and, you know, so think about digital you know, reach out to us. And, and lastly, I just want to say, Heath, it's been a super huge pleasure chatting with you. It's, it's always fun listening to your podcast. And this is a, this has been a true honor for me to, to be here today. Man, that means a lot to me. I was actually kind of nervous about having you on. So <laughs> this has been fun. I don't get nervous about anybody coming on. No offense to my past guests, but I was excited about this. Do me one last favor before we sign off. Um, and then you could blow smoke up my skirt again before you sign off. But what is your email address? Uh, give me a phone number, contact, some way that we can, you know, follow up with you if we want to, or if you've got a website to follow your journey on your bike, sure. anything like that. If you want to share, I want to know. Easiest way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. So just look okay. up Dale Steinke and uh, you can find me there. That's S-T-E-I-N-K-E. Um, you can reach me at email at dale.steinke at libertymutual.com or at safeco.com. They both go to the same place. And, um, yeah, those are the best, best bets and I'll be posting things, you know, on LinkedIn. So to give you a little more connection points to see what I'm up to. There you go. And then, uh, the website addresses, you got agent for the future.com and then and agentgiving.com. And then was there a bricks for clicks or was it just a backslash bricks for clicks on uh, Safeco? Yeah. Actually, all of our stuff is inside the uh, the portals on you know okay. so inside of Safeco now and uh, and helping you succeed on the business line side. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, good. I want to make sure they can get a hold of anybody. And so, in your absence for that, you know, sixty days or whatever, um, is there a team email address they can get to, like a hello at or a yeah. you know marketing uh, agent at? agent programs at libertymutual.com or agent programs at safeco.com. Bingo. Okay. And, and I will uh, be checking my mail too, you know, here or there. Uh, yeah. know, when I'm done riding for the day. So I won't be totally out of pocket. Well, I, I didn't figure you would. Somebody that works as hard as you do. But 
I uh, I do want to uh, you know send as many people your way, and, and I know people that are Safeco agents love Safeco. So, and if you're a captive listener to this and you're ready to go independent, you know let's let's get a hold of Safeco, let's get a hold of Liberty Mutual because they are a champion for the IA channel. So thank you again for that. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for being here. Thanks, Heath. Total pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for checking out this episode with Dale Steinke and I. I hope that the content we brought made you a better insurance professional today. Dale's awesome. I I really enjoyed that conversation. Thank you so much for for checking this out. And guys, again, I say it um, not very often, but I want you to do this for me. I'm giving you a, a takeaway. Please go and subscribe to this show as we're growing, as we're doing big things and we're trying to add more value to you, I want you to be able to know about it first and I want you to not miss anything. So uh, wherever you're listening to this, just hit the subscribe button. And if you want to leave me a review, if you think that I've done a four or five star, leave that for me and let me know. Uh, if you want to email me sometime, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com, leave your reviews, um, leave your feedback, leave your comments. I would love to hear more from you my citizens of insurance town. Thank you so much. Today's episode was recorded and edited and produced and all those things by my man, Ryan over at ready set podcast. If you've got an idea for your own show, reach out to him, get ready, set podcast.com. Uh, get ready, set podcast.com. Right. Yeah. Uh, go there, check it out. Ready, set podcast, turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Thanks again, guys. I can't wait to see you again next week.